Hey guys, my name is Jennifer Perkins and this is the Creative Queso Podcast. Most times we have fabulous guests on the show, but every now and then I like to spice it up and it's just me waxing poetic about my 20-ish years in the creative content industry. I've run fashion shows, craft bazaars, hosted TV programs, written books, been the editor-in-chief of a kid's craft magazine, and more. There's been a lot of side hustles in my day. No matter what crafty pom-pom covered hat I was wearing, there was always one creative practice that I always adhered to, to help me stay creative and to clear my head and to get me inspired. And that creative practice is thrift store shopping. Yes, I know it's a weird one. I know maybe some of you guys are going, what? But hear me out. I've broken it down into bullet points to make it super clear why this works for me and why thrift store shopping could work for you. Many of you may already be avid thrifters and don't really need me to help you rationalize that habit. High fives, my fellow thrifters. However, those that don't go and might be ready to hit unsubscribe on this podcast already, hear me out. This all kind of got started because recently I was sitting on a panel about creativity at Craftcation. Every one of the fabulous creative ladies on the panel had a different way that they channeled the muse, that they stayed creative. You know, maybe some of them journaled or meditated or did this or did that. And then when it came to my turn to give input, my answer was that I went to thrift stores. And until that very moment, I didn't really realize that thrifting was such an integral part of my creative process. But the more I thought about it and I kind of deep dived into the topic, I decided I wanted to make it into a full-blown podcast to talk about why thrifting or vintage shopping works for me in my creative process. Well, you might be asking yourself, why thrifting? Well, let me explain. It's a lot more than me just adding to my caftan and moo-moo collection, though full disclosure, I look for those too. Literally 20 minutes ago, I was inside a Goodwill and just brought home an amazing vintage swimsuit. See, there's that added bonus of the cool stuff you find too. But thrifting is so much more than that for me. For me, thrifting adds to my creativity, helps me blow out the cobwebs that are going on inside my head, and inspires me. All right, so like I said, I've broken this down into some handy-dandy bullet points, and I will have all of this stuff on creativecaso.com in the show notes, so you can kind of read through it too and see how some of these rationale, reasons, excuses, if you will, for going thrifting might also help you. All right. So the first one I came up with was clearing your head with other people's clutter. I like it, right? It works for me. When I was a kid, sometimes in the evening, my mother used to go out shopping and she would say that she was going to blow the stink off. What she really meant by that was she was just kind of going out to clear her head. I'm not sure that she was ever actually going to any thrift shops. As a matter of fact, I'm almost positive that she wasn't. But what I do know is that she was going somewhere to kind of mindlessly wander the aisles and clear her head. 
If you're like me, when you work from home and you have small children underfoot, or sometimes you just need a hot second to clear your head, for me, I find that a thrift store is a great place to go. First of all, a lot of them are open until 9 o'clock. Bonus if you want to go maybe after kid bedtime. And even if you haven't showered in days, like me sometimes, no one is going to judge you. Plus, you know, cool stuff like that swimsuit I mentioned. When you're a creative content designer for other companies like I am, and I'm sure many of you are, you could be a freelance writer for other publications or perhaps a photographer working within certain style parameters. Sometimes it can be really hard to get those client requests, wants, and needs out of your head and get back to focusing on your own personal creative works. Sometimes for me, combing through the aisles of used clothing or flipping through a four-year-old magazine while listening to the soothing 80s jams of Hall & Oates or Phil Collins can be a real game changer for just kind of helping get those other people's ideas and suggestions out of your head and bringing your original ideas back in. Some people meditate. I thrift. All right, number two, get inspired by things that have been retired. I am loving rhyming these bullet points. Gosh, this is like my new favorite thing to do. So while you were walking around the, the thrift store hunting that smell of industrial grade detergent and disinfectant, you, you know, wafting through the air, you would be surprised at everything around you that could be used as inspiration. One of my main sources when I'm creating and looking for unique color combinations are vintage textiles. Remember the little play suit swimsuit I told you I just picked up at Goodwill this morning? It's a really crazy combination of like a cream and a rust and a brown and a blood red, a color combination that might not have been so obvious to me if I hadn't picked up that swimsuit. Things like 60s moo's and 50s bark cloth in particular are great for looking for color combinations. And those color combinations can be used in all kinds of creative design work. In a past life, when I was a jewelry designer with the Naughty Secretary Club, I would all the time look at vintage fabric for color ideas, especially, like I said, bark cloth, vintage clothing, or old feed sack. A lot of times those color combinations, you're like, I would have never put that purple with that red with that yellow, but man, does it work. So keep those things in mind. Also, not just fabric and color combinations. If you knit or crochet, think about stopping by the Afghan department, unless I've beat you there and I've bought them all out. You might get inspired for your next granny square, Maybe pottery is your jimmy jam. I have found so many unique pieces at the thrift store with different colorful and intricate glazes and shapes. So maybe you'll get inspired to, you know, whip something new up on your wheel and your kiln. Macrame lovers, you might be inspired with a new knot in an old donated hanging planter. I often see those, you know, at Christmas, I'll see those macrame Christmas trees, or all year long I'll see like frog or owl towel holders that obviously went in a groovy 70s bathroom. So I'm not saying go home and remake that exact item, but you might get inspired to make your own spin on it. One man's junk is another man's mental treasure. Pinterest ain't got nothing on thrift stores and flea markets when it comes to inspiration. All right, our next point, 
is a pearl of wisdom that I like to say often. If you go into a barber shop enough times, you're going to come out with a haircut eventually. I always swear when I go out thrift store shopping that I'm just going to look and I'm just going to get inspired. You know, I'm not going to just window shopping. I'm not going to do anything. But one quick look in my garage, under my bed, and okay, maybe under the couches and in a couple of closets. Shh, don't tell my husband to look there. You can see that I don't always stick to this theory. So if you are trying to get your Marie Kondo on, this may not be the best way for you to spark your creativity, but for me, it works. So a lot of times though, that I won't call it compulsive shopping, but my picking up of randomness works to my advantage. You know, I can wax poetic about saving the planet and avoiding mass consumption via the thrift store. But you know, I gotta be honest with you, my motives are not that pure. I'm a kitsch lover and thrift stores deliver. However, don't overlook the things that you could find at the thrift store. Yarn, craft kits, fabric, and needles. These are items that I always find in the thrift store. Now, a lot of times, most thrift stores will have a specific craft department where all those things are located. So you can look there and see. I mean, I see brand new skeins of yarn that have never even been opened. And you guys know that if you follow me on jenniferperkins.com, that I love a good pom-pom, like a lot, like I fully believe that everything looks better with a pom-pom on it. And one of my favorite things to buy at the thrift store is when I go to the craft department and there is that latch hook kit that somebody bought, but they never finished, but it's already got all of those perfectly bundled pieces of yarn that are cut the exact size and they're wrapped in plastic. All you have to do, this is a secret, hot craft tip, tie a zip tie around the center of that bad boy, pull it real, real tight, then trim off the plastic, trim it up, and you have the most amazing colorful pom-pom ever. You're welcome. Worth going to the thrift store just for that pom-pom trick. All right. Also, jewelry designers, don't forget to take a look at the beads, the baubles and the chains behind the counter or sometimes you know you can buy those like bags of this and that more than once have I found Bakelite or other really good pieces within those bags back again to my jewelry designing days some of those you know thrifted necklaces or bracelets or pieces of jewelry that I bought were eventually transformed into some of my very favorite original designs and some of my very favorite beads. I couldn't find those beads. You can't roll up to Michael's and find those beads, but you could find them at the thrift store and make your unique designs stand out. Another hot tip, and then my sister kind of taught me this, and it's not like she invented it, but if you're a painter, thrift stores are full of canvases, begging for a fresh coat of gesso and a new design. And a lot of times those canvases also, you can get the ones that are already in a frame. So there you go. It's like 20 bucks. You couldn't have something framed at the store for that. And a lot of times the canvases are cheaper than they are at the store. So, you know, don't forget to look at your thrift store shopping experience as a way to buy supplies. So, you know, maybe you consider yourself a whiz at collage or junk journaling or book binding. 
everything you need is probably at your local Goodwill. Probably not Mod Podge in an all, but, you know, they could be there. You know what I'm talking about. I love vintage books and magazines so hard, and I rarely pass one up based sometimes strictly on the amazing graphics inside. Don't even get me started on the ridiculous amounts of excitement I get from finding vintage wallpaper or vintage wrapping paper. Literally, I like hoard that stuff. It's like my baby. I love it so much. I do love me some paper crafts. You know, there is an entire show about flea market flips. I think there's like multiple shows about it, honestly. And you know, where do you think those people that are upcharging you at the flea market got everything? Yes, they are waking up a lot earlier than me and going to estate sales. That is true. But the other place they're going, the thrift store. All right. The next point is thrift casting. It's a thing. It's a word I invented, and I'm going to start using it. I might even start an entire video series on YouTube of me showing what I got at the thrift store and talking about the podcast I listen to on my way to and fro. Let me know what you think about that pitch. So, can you mix business with thrifting pleasure? Oh, you bet your sweet butt you can, and you should, and I do. Me and that girl from The Gold Digger and ladies from Being Boss, we have sat on countless 70s sofas and tried on old cowboy boots together more times than I can count. You know, sure, people like Amy Porterfield, Andy J. Pizza, or Marie Forleo don't know that they go thrift store shopping with me all the time, but they do. They're there. They're in my ear. They're talking me through as I uh, try to squeeze into that moo-moo or, you know, decide if that pillow is just too stinky to bring home. Think of thrift casting as a two-for-one special. It's business research. If you're listening to a business podcast, you're shopping, you're clearing your head, and you're getting inspired all in one place. It's like a multitasker's dream come true. So, side note, like I said, let me know about that uh, that thrift store podcast review thing. I think it could work. I do I do love showing you what I got on my thrift store adventures. I know you guys want to see that swimsuit I keep talking about. Maybe not showing you me in said swimsuit, but I want to show you that swimsuit. All right. Here is my next point. A few of my favorite thrifted things. Yes, I kind of covered this about the things you could buy for your crafty business at the thrift store and the inspiration already, but this is a little bit different. If you make crafts for a living, the wheel of content creation never ends. Listen to my interview with Alexa Westerfield of Swell Media about one piece of content 25 ways for a little bit more on that cycle. As a matter of fact, the pressure for content creation just seems to get worse and worse. Where is a girl supposed to come up with all these ideas? Oh wait, I know, the thrift store. People donate craft projects, handmade goods, and artesian-made souvenirs all the time to the thrift store. Like I said, I was just there. I saw some. I'm not saying bring back the crocheted poodle toilet roll cover that you saw in aisle seven. You know what? Actually, I'm totally saying bring that back because I would totally buy one. But what I'm saying is instead of a poodle, could you make it a crocheted llama sloth narwhal or some other trendy animal crocheted toilet paper roll cover? Yes, you could. Other crafts I see on the rug there are things like, you know, those little shell figurines, 
feather birds is what I call them, those little birds that are kind of collaged out of craft feathers, carved coconuts. I mean, somebody needs to bring those back. Melted crayon art, and my personal favorite, stitched fly swatters with lace trim. Yes, I have seen them multiple times. If someone can figure out how to make those cool, you will pretty much be my crafty thrift store hero. So just, you know, let me know if you figure that little conundrum out. One thing that I never pass up at the thrift store are vintage craft books and magazines. I have shelves of these bad boys. They are always kind of endlessly kitschy and inspiring. I love the home decor ones as well. Sure, some of these crafts should never be brought back, but if you have seen the way, say, like Handmade Charlotte makes painted peanut people and macaroni jewelry look so cute, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Some of those books, the ideas are slightly antiquated or they may look really old fashioned, but always look through those with a fresh set of eyes to get inspired on how you could put your spin on it. Like the crocheted sloth toilet roll cover. Somebody's going to make that happen and they're going to make a gazillion dollars on Etsy. All right. I get it. Thrift stores aren't for everyone. Plus, some of you poor people may not have them in your town. Bless your little baby hearts. However, this is why God created Craigslist, eBay, and Facebook seller groups. They're not quite the same, but you can still, you know, pop on some Doobie Brothers or Loggins and Messina in your headphones and pretend you're at the thrift store as you shop online, you know, huff a urinal cake or something to get that disinfectant smell. Secondhand finds, whether they be from thrift stores, estate sales, eBay, or flea markets, they always get my creative juices flowing in one way or another. You know, coming full circle back to that panel I was speaking on and I talked about at the start, I was giving the example when I gave, when I was talking on the panel about why thrift store shopping helps my creativity of this past Christmas, I went into the Salvation Army. Again, I was like, I'm not going to buy anything. I'm totally window shopping. Did I walk out with a green and yellow floral pattern 60s couch in the back of my car? You bet I did. I locked eyes with that bad boy, and she sang her sweet, tackalicious siren song, and I was like, yes, you will be mine. So I came home, and I called my sister, and I said, come over and help me put this couch in the house before my husband comes home from work, and he realizes I've bought a new couch. If I just smuggle it in, he'll never notice. He totally didn't notice. Anyway, so I got this new couch, but what that couch did in that color combination is it inspired me to change the look of that entire room. And a lot of my content creation that I do is styling and styling for holidays, right? And I can only do that so many times in the same house. So every now and then I do buy new pieces of furniture. And yes, maybe that means I sell it back on Craigslist after I'm done with the season. Actually, I still have that couch and I love it. But you see what I mean. The colors in that couch then inspired me to decorate a yellow Christmas tree accordingly, which worked for the content I needed to create for the Christmas tree company that I work for. I had to make custom ornaments because you can't always find groovy ornaments like that. So there was content for my blog and the other companies that I work for. And I did a home tour for DIY Network and HGTV. So you see, one couch from the thrift store inspired me to create content for all of the different platforms that I work for. 
Thrift store scores are real, and they don't always come in the form of a couch. Sometimes they're just an idea or a quiet moment alone flipping through used books. The muse comes to all of us in different ways. My muse just often comes secondhand and smells a bit musty. This is the Creative Queso Podcast with me, your host, Jennifer Perkins. When I'm not thrift store shopping, you can find me at jenniferperkins.com or creativequeso.com. Please be sure to hit the show archives for interviews with other fabulous creatives and friends like art teacher extraordinaire Cassie Stevens, Kathy Conomario of The Crafty Chica, and watercolor artist Anna Victoria Calderon, and more. I wanted to remind you that not only are the show notes over at creativecaso.com, but I have also started a brand new online interview series called Taco About It Tuesday. You see where I'm going with that? I got the tacos and I got the queso. So every Thursday, there's a new podcast, but that Tuesday before, there's going to be a new interview series up on the Creative Queso website. I kicked things off this week with my Canadian friend, Ariel Garneau of PMQ42. Her styling is absolutely impeccable. The woman knows color like nobody's business and has about a bazillion cute things for you to look at on her website and her Instagram feed. So be sure to pop over to creativecaso.com and check out my interview with Ariel. Thank you to my producer, Mariah Gossett, and my husband, Chris Beck, for the music. And thank you for listening to my diatribe about why I love to thrift shop and see how it just created even more content for me because I'm talking to you. Hopefully you are listening to this while you are out thrift casting as we speak.